are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Shaun of the Dead. Also, don't forget to wear red and pick up your Coronado ice cream from the cafeteria to celebrate field day. How's that for a slice of bright gold? Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. And we're back. We are back. With another episode. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I know this is our podcast <laughs> and we picked the episode topics, but I know. I'm still excited for this one. I, we, I know we've said that like the last every I'm episode, ecstatic. but <laughs> this Cannot one's a wait. good one. This is a good one. And why is it it's a good one? It's not a good one. one. It's a great one. And what are we covering, John? Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun! Oh, my God. Um, I don't even know what year that came out. 2000? 2004. I was... You should have let me guess. I'm sorry. It's 2004. But it came out two different times. Okay. Well, we'll probably get into that So yeah. here in a moment. But um, <laughs> I feel like I don't really have anything to catch you guys up on. No. I always feel like I need to start, like, I don't want to just jump right in, but I also don't really have anything there's, to share. There's really not a lot that happened. Uh, football started. Yeah. We're in a football pool and doing Terribly. horrible. <laughs> yeah, we are not. Yeah, I suck doing ass. Well. This last week, I actually started really good, and then the four o'clock games hit. Jinx yourself. Downhill. It was Shouldn't start talking shit. I shouldn't have. Um, American football, since we're covering Shaun yeah. of the Dead, we should not football. We should uh, clarify. <laughs> not yeah, that we have any listeners in the UK, <laughs> not yet. But uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Oh, I got a promotion at work. That's fun. You did. That just means more stress. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's there is nothing more, wrong with that. More on your plate. It, that that's true. Like I don't have enough going on anyway. I feel so like there's something big that happened this week. Yeah, I feel like we're missing something. The queen died. Sorry, guys. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, that it was also, that wasn't this week. That was a, a little bit ago. Well, it still matters to this movie. Uh, yeah. I, well, yeah. God save the queen. That's true. Now y'all have a king. Yeah. Well, I don't luck. know for how long. He's pretty old. <laughs> she was pretty old, Megan. She was very old. <laughs> but guess what? She didn't ex, ex <laughs> She didn't outlive Betty White. America won zero. America won UK zero. Oh yeah. Okay. Betty White. We shouldn't offend the UK as we're getting ready to jump into this movie. So let's go ahead and start with the synopsis. How about yeah, that? We can do that. So Sean is a 30-something loser with a dull, easy existence. When he's not working at the electronics store, he lives in his with his slovenly friend, Ed. Slovenly. That's a that's fun a, word. It's a great word to describe Ed. And they live in a small flat in the outskirts of London. The only unpredictable element in his life is his girlfriend, Liz. Love, Liz. <laughs> who wishes desperately for Sean to grow up and be a man. When the town is inexplicably overrun with zombies, Sean must rise to the occasion 
and protect both Liz and his mum. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know when I first saw this movie. It it was after we got together. Yeah. I'm positive I introduced you to this movie. I just, 100%. So sometime in like the 2010s, somewhere in Maybe. there. I saw it probably... Around 2006, maybe 2008. Mm-hmm. That's probably, yeah, I'd say that's about, because I would have been either in school or overseas. I mm-hmm. know I saw it somewhere right in there. Mm-hmm. Well, and for people who aren't into horror, if you aren't privy to where the name comes from, it's actually, uh, it's supposed to be like a. It's a play. Off of yeah, it's a play off of uh, Dawn, Dawn of, of the, the Dead, Dead. And George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. and we'll cover that a little bit more later down the road mm-hmm. with the trivia and stuff. But um, it's supposed to be because Dawn of the Dead is the same thing; it's a, a zombie movie, and yeah, that's black and white. It's it's an older movie, it's not isn't black it? Black and white? and white? No, it came out in the seventies. But I'm thinking Night of the Living Dead. I'm yeah. sorry, it's okay. That's right. But it's it's the same concept. This one just happens to be like a dark comedy. With, and with Dawn of the Dead, people often claim it as the greatest zombie movie ever made. That's why mm-hmm. it got remade in 2004, which is crazy because it's the same time this came out. Was that planned or? I think it was just a happy coincidence. Hmm. Or they might have really cashed in hard off of Shaun of the Dead's popularity. Because this movie They would have had to rush better. it then. Well, Hollywood's done more with less. They rushed that Omen movie out. When in 2004 was this released, do you know? Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Shaun of the Dead was released in the U.S. uh, September 24th. So later. Yeah, so there would have been no way. I mean, they would have had, like, no time to get something together. So I don't think so. They must have. They might have already been in production for it. Yeah, be in production at the same time. So, but yeah, I, I saw it later down the road and i like the dark comedy kind of stuff i like do that. too uh i like the romance too this movie's technically a romantic comedy too you could consider it there is a romance story in it it's uh romantic love there's friendship love there's romance yes there's family love it's got all sorts of love <laughs> in it going on it has i think this movie has a little bit of everything for mm-hmm. people to like it has action it has adventure, mm-hmm. has horror, it has drama even. Yeah, it's slightly dated at this point. There's some stuff that kind of looks silly, um, <laughs> but over, I mean, I still watch it. We, oh my God, we watched it not too long ago. Yeah, it's still a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. It we always watch will it be. all the time, not even just around the fall, just whenever the mood strikes, we end up watching it. But we'll break it down a little bit with some of the stats of the I just, movie. I just came to a realization about this movie. What? This came out almost 20 years ago. Yikes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm getting old quick. <laughs> I always say 2004, like, I feel like it was 10 years ago, and that's not terrific. One thing people say about this movie a lot before we get into the stats is uh-huh. how classy this movie is because it's British. Because everybody in the United States always thinks British people are one type of people. They imagine them being dressed in tweed. Oh, my God. And sitting around just drinking tea and speaking about (laughs) all kinds of 
who, things. Who says this? If you go online, that's how everybody thinks British people speak. They do make tea in the movie, though. Uh, my point exactly. I. That's silly. I don't know who says that. Anyway. If people really knew how, what it was like in Britain, they, they'd be amazed. I don't know what it's like. I've never left the... That's, I've barely left the Midwest. Like, I, I think a lot of people want to picture it as a Harry Potter movie. They're just dressed up in, <laughs> like, up to up, upbeat clothes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then you see, like, Harry Potter's cousin. What's his cousin's name? Dudley. And he's just, like, it's hip-hop. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> just well. Like, just regular people. Again, let's not offend the... <laughs> Are European I'm not trying to offend anybody. <laughs> Look, I watched the regeneration of Doctor Who and their early 2000s fashion versus the United <laughs> States was vastly different. Yeah, like, that's what I'm that saying. Was, it's a, literally a whole different world over there. Like, think about how they're on a totally different level of cursing even. That's And true. language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that's to be expected. What I guess. was the joke going around about Stranger Things? If it if it was uh, made in oh, Britain? if it was made in it'd be all in it. <laughs> yes, John. See, <sighs> now people would have thought that was charming. Charming. Yes, it'd be all in it. Don't even understand what they're saying either. Oh, all right. You make you <laughs> did make me put on closed captions when we were watching Doctor Who. Kind of. You couldn't understand a lot of things people were saying. <laughs> you understand it after a while. I, I guess. <laughs> Would you give us some numbers on this movie, please? Oh, yeah. Back to the stats. Yes. So we so, already said it came out in 2004. Yes. What was the budget? Well, let me go into the budget about it first. This movie was promised a lot of, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that money got taken away. So they had to make this movie on a shoestring budget. I really, what do you have? Because I thought. No, their budget was only like six, like 6.1 million. Okay. That's, that's what... like no money to make a movie in 2004? in 2004. Okay. I think that's a little bit of money. It's no Blair Witch. <laughs> they had like that's 10 like, grand. Like $6.1 million. Even in 2004, that would have been like an independent film, which is what Shaun of the Dead technically is. I don't know. That seems like a little bit of money, but, but go even on. If you, even if you compare that into today's dollars, that's nine. That's nine million dollars. Like just nine, like barely nine and a half. Maybe even just a little bit more than nine and a half. So put that in comparison. That's like no money to make a movie. I guess, but then I feel a like a good movie at that. I will always use this as an example, just because it's what's most prominent right now in theaters and current movies. But I think it's because people see the budget for like. Marvel movies, yeah. and I, it makes $6 million seem like nothing, but I don't think it's nothing. I feel like that is a decent budget. I don't. Okay, well. I just I think, do. like, if you have to do lighting, sound, then you have to work on script, clothing, effects, mm-hmm. you're putting a lot in the budget, and you have to have time for the places that you're filming. Now, really think about that and then put that in perspective of how much you have to spend. That's why The Walking Dead had to pick Georgia to, to film in because of how cheap it was to film there. I guess. So they could use all that extra money for the effects. Fine. But this movie made it a lot of money, too, for its time, especially for just an independent, a small independent film. 
Mm-hmm. $30 million is really good for only using six. Just initially when it released, that's what it made in the box office? Yeah. Okay. $30 million. So like $47 million now? I don't know. I don't have a calculator, but... Oh, I have it right here. Well, you could have just said that. Yeah, I don't have a conversion calculator, but... Um, that's also, not, I mean, I feel like that isn't a ton as far as the box office goes. It's okay, but, but it's not for a, a lot. short run movie. It's I think that's really good money. But it became it made five times its move money. Yeah, with the budget that it had, it made decent money. But it yeah. wasn't like fantastic numbers in the box office. It doesn't sound like, but it did become kind of a cult movie. And I'm sh- it's made its money up over time. It really has, because the way I remember the movie more than anything else was home video. DVD was huge for that movie. Mm-hmm. Also, that was right around the time VHS was dying. But I still remember people having it on VHS. Mm-hmm. So you're talking on a movie that really made its money in home video rental mm-hmm. or... Just people watching with friends. I'm. I think when I saw the movie the first time, I was with a, a lot of friends watching it. Mm-hmm. There was a group of us. I really don't remember the first time I watched it. I just know it was most likely with you. Yeah, I would. I would think so. Probably a random Tuesday night. Who knows? <laughs> that's probably. That's probably right. Anyway, um, all right. So what about? Cast, director, things like that. Because I, I honestly don't know who directed this. Oh, uh, Edgar Wright, who also wrote the film. And he's uh, really close friends with Simon Pegg. Okay. But um, they worked on a show originally that's called Spaced, mm-hmm. which also had Nick Frost in it. One of the episodes was based around uh, one of the guys. I think it might have been Simon Pegg's character. Uh-huh. Taking either like ecstasy or LSD or something like that, and imagining <laughs> zombies. Then out of the out of the ashes of all that, they were just driving, and he's and Simon Pegg was like, "Why don't we just come up with a zombie movie?" Yeah, and they loved the idea because they were both coming to find out they were both huge fans of Dawn of the Dead. Okay, well. Yeah, because I don't know if... I feel like zombie movies kind of come in waves. Or like the zombie craze comes in waves. The Walking Dead was probably the longest stint. If you want the truth, I really think Shaun of the Dead revitalized the zombie like culture. Like people's love for zombie movies. Because there hadn't been a good one for quite a long time until Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead came out that year. Well, that's what I was saying is I don't... I feel like it was kind of picking back up um, this, zom- I guess, zombies. It, it might have been at the start of it, because I don't remember when The Walking Dead, wasn't it around like 2010 or something that that Probably aired? like 2008, 2009, 2010. So maybe right Shaun of the there. Dead was probably at the front of the rise of the zombie interest right, again. There, you had the craze that just, they, zombies really had a, like this big boom period. Yeah, there was another show um, I actually liked. I watched it for a while called iZombie. 
which oh, was good. I kind of remember it. Yeah, I it was remember a girl a couple, who worked. I can't remember what she did originally, but she went to some yacht party and they were all taking drugs and it ended up turning them <laughs> into zombies. Not everybody, but some people were and it turned them into zombies. But yeah, there was there's a few shows and movies that came out. Oh, um, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. That got canceled, I heard. Yes. I never watched well, it. Well, The Walking Dead got canceled too. But it, it got canceled after like two seasons or right. something. I didn't. Netflix just, they like to invest in a show for a couple seasons and be like, eh, we don't need it. Yeah. And, and when it's it. getting, when it has ratings and it's getting views, they still cancel things. It's kind of frustrating. It is. I feel like there's another zombie movie we're missing. Or maybe World it was a zombie War Z. show. Um, oh, yeah. What was the Romeo and Juliet zombie movie? Oh, uh, Warm Bodies. Yeah. There were so many zombie just movies and all that. Oh, Tina from freaking Bob's Burgers has a like zombie romance. Thing oh yeah, she writes zombie like zombie romance fiction. Fan, yeah, something. fan fiction. She uh, thirty days of night. That was vampires. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never you want to make out? Oh, you're talking about Tina now, yeah. <laughs> not thirty days of night. What? Oh, um. Would you consider 28 Days Later was like zombies, right? Oh, yeah, technically. That, that's a that good That was point. a really big movie. Yeah, it was big. Huh. Man, that was a That's a really big miss because I like that movie. I do, too. How did we miss that one? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, those I feel like those all kind of surfaced around the mid-2000s to just forward. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, I think it, it made this new generation also of zombie horror fans mm-hmm. and just horror fans in general it just brought all this all these people together mm-hmm. because they realized they could like comedy horror and well that's what i was thinking is you didn't necessarily have to be like a horror fan if you just kind of like that dry humor that type of comedy right. you could look past the fact because you could look past the zombie thing if you were just into the comedy aspect because the zombies the movie's hilarious too yeah they weren't like over the top, I guess. And it like one of the saddest parts in the movie is sh- like the part where Sean's going to have to shoot his own mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. He's his acting is so good in that, that scene. You like, you feel for him and kind of get teared up too. Cause what would you do in that instance? You mm-hmm. spent all this time like laughing and waiting to see what's going to happen next. And then you come to this part that's really dramatic Mm-hmm. And you've you kind of you're kind of in that moment with Sean. Yeah, because you meet his mom pretty early on. Well, you hear Barbara. about his his mom pretty early on. Uh, I guess you don't see her for a little bit, but um, yeah. I mean, we unless you have any other numbers, we can just jump into the breakdown of this movie. We can. I can talk about some of the characters real quick if that's. Oh, yeah, the cast we didn't even get yeah. to talk about. Besides well, Simon Pegg and Nick yeah. Frost, we've established that. Well, Nick Frost is Ed. Ed's like the, he's like everybody's buddy. Yeah, he's, he's the your... guy you, you take up for, you love to death. Some people might not get him, but you get him. Yeah, but he's also unemployed and mooches off you and is. He sells a bit of weed every now and then. And <laughs> leeching off your friends. <laughs> that was, what was he say? That was one time in college. Oh, um, cause he tells it, he's like, you bought weed off him or something yeah. like that. He said one time <laughs> in college, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Oh, he pricked. 
<laughs> I love Ed. I mean, he's a fun character. He does. Can I get any of you cunts a drink? I love the Brits because they say that just as a term of endearment. <laughs> no malice or nothing. It's just like a nickname or just like anything like that. Yeah. The Brits love them. <laughs> anyway, who else do we have in this movie? Well, you had Penelope Wilton, Barbara. Okay. I honestly didn't know her name. I know she's been in a few things that I like. I just didn't know she's her She's in Doctor Who. I know. Prime Minister. We know. You have Kate Ashfield, who plays Liz. Did she even do anything else big that would have hit the U.S.? Or She's uh, probably mostly... She's in a TV series people like remember her for called Born to Kill. I don't remember it. I'm sure other there are people out there that do know it. Mm-hmm. I just don't. That would have been in the UK or was that here too? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Because I don't recognize it. But she has done a ton of work. Hmm. A lot That's of work. just probably not over here is my guess. Yeah. Lucy Davis as Diane. Oh, is that the friend? Yes. She is in uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina as one of the aunts. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Dylan Moran, or Moran as David, who we just found out was a comedian. I His character makes me so mad, and I know that's the point of it. Like He plays it well because he does make me so angry. He's, he's really good. Mm-hmm. He was also with Simon Pegg in Run, Fat Boy Run, which I really like that movie. I've never seen that. I like that movie a lot. Simon Pegg's really good in it. Um, who else? Who plays the dad? He's the guy I recognize. Bill Nighy. Okay. I recognize him from a couple I of things, I believe too. he was in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yes. He's one that made it outside of the... He's Davy Jones. I feel like he was probably in Harry Potter, too. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's in Deathly Hollows <laughs> Part 1. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. He's in, a, he's in a few things I like. He's in all those movies with uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg Frost. was also in Doctor Who, in a Doctor Who episode. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> they just, they had really good, really good cast for this movie. Mm-hmm. I really didn't care for uh, Pete. Oh, but you don't see him too much. No, but he's a guy that's just gets, I think he's kind of like a guy that's putting all of his life into his work. That when he comes home, living with Sean in the flat, he sees someone just living in the moment like Ed. He's supposed to be the buzzkill guy, though. That's his character. Yeah, I, I get that. I don't, are there any, there's really no other notable characters, I don't think, in the movie. No. They're, they would be small parts. No, you really just have, like, the the girl that has, like, the past of being Sean's friend. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which she does come back, but I guess we can start with that, or start with the movie, mm-hmm. break it down. So, it opens up first by showing you what... Uh, so Simon plays Sean, Simon Pegg, and by the way, he was not a thirty-something. He's twenty-nine. 
Oh, he does point that out. Yeah, because it starts off with him. You get to see his boring, mundane life and how (laughs) everyone around him is living a boring, mundane life. Everyone's just going to work. Very robotic. Going home. Yes. And that's the whole point. It's it already starts immediately with the nuances of people walking around looking like zombies without actually being zombies. You know what's sad about that? Mm -hmm. That's like people's everyday life. That's it's just people in routine. Well, and that's, they were just putting it in your face. The point of it is to show you, I mean, it showed a whole group of people walking in unison, but walking with like that really dull arms hanging, their faces are just downturned and whatever, but um, it already gives you hints at what the movie is going to be about immediately. Uh, You get to see his daily routine of like going to the gas station or convenience store and then going to work. And that's when he's the kid. He works with a bunch of kids that don't care. He works at like a. He's the assistant manager. Okay. It's at an electronic store. Electronic store. Yeah. Kind of like a. Like a radio shack. And what? why does the kid. The kid guesses his age. Doesn't he say he's like 40 or something? I'm 29. Yeah. So when they say 30 something, he's not 30 yet. Which is crazy because we are in our 30s now. So yikes. The thing about Sean is nothing really hits Sean yet in the movie. He's just this guy at work that has to take up for the manager who can't be there. So he's stepping in and has to step up really for the first time. Yeah. Just nobody takes him serious. Mm -mm. And we've all been there. Well, that's kind of where he's at with most aspects of his life. So he's got his girlfriend, Liz, that... Mm-hmm. They're kind of at a standstill at this point because he just won't take anything seriously. And she, she wants more from the relationship and it's their anniversary and she wants to go out for dinner <laughs> and he can't even get dinner reservations. He forgets to do that. Got to go to the Winchester, baby. So they call. She ends up calling the flat and Ed is supposed to take down the the message that Liz leaves. And he doesn't. And because no. all Ed does is sit at home and play video games. So then. Sean comes home and sits and plays video games. And I don't know. That's why I'm saying Ed's a funny character, but he's also dragging Sean down. And Liz yeah. tells him that. She's like, you got to get your life together. I can't keep doing this sort of thing. And You have this really big tell at the beginning of the movie where it comes to this turning point where Liz has to make Sean choose, you know. It's me or him. Mm-hmm. And that happens really early in the movie. Well, that's kind of what starts it off because they also always end up at the bar. And so he forgets to make this freaking dinner reservation reservation. And they end up at the bar where they always end up. The Winchester. And that's when she tells him she's done. You know, can't take this anymore. And he, he does actually get super emotional about it. I think that was his first reality check where he's crying and Ed's not even his friend is trying oh, to man. cheer him up. But he also was like, man, who cares? It's just a girl. And he's like, no. Yeah. A sad song even comes on the radio or on the jukebox. I don't and Ed know. Ed tries to act like a monkey. <laughs> Doesn't he get mad like they yell at whoever started Sean's playing? Like, it? <laughs> Sean's like in des- desperation that he wants his relationship back. And he's just beaten and defeated. And then Ed's just acting like like a monkey. Well, he's trying to and make his Sean's friend laugh. Sean's just making that face like. 
<laughs> like he can't get through this. He doesn't know why mm-hmm. <laughs> things keep happening to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it, on their walk home is when you first get the a glimpse. Well, he tells him he needs to he needs to party and just what? How does Ed put it? Fuck it. It's not the end of the world. All right. And which pretty much convinces him he needs to kind of move on. That's called foreshadowing <laughs> for those of us paying attention. Right. Because then it immediately, the second he says that, it cuts to the guy in the alley, which they don't realize at the time is a zombie. But they start, they're singing some song. And the White zomb- lines. Okay. Well, the That's zombie's That's a song like, about cocaine, which is crazy. <laughs> the zombie's groaning in time with the song. <laughs> dreams of passion. Dibba, 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 dibba. Dibba, 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 dibba. that happens several times with music and zombies like sing or not singing along but playing along to the music i don't it's so good (laughs) um that's brilliant writing and then you get to meet pete sad pete who gets ticked off because it's four in the morning and (laughs) there's four in the fucking morning mate (laughs) he's scratching the crap out of that record Uh (laughs) oh yeah sean and him were uh DJ, yeah, <laughs> he was just scratching the crap out of it, and the guy rips it off the player. <laughs> he threw it out the freaking window too. Oh, what did he throw out? I don't even remember. I'm trying to think. I think it might have been like, um, oh, like New Order or something. It was the second record he ever bought. <laughs> but Pete's not happy. He's mad because he has to work in the morning, and it's four o'clock. <laughs> He's got a splitting headache. <laughs> And they're like, it's Saturday. He's like, no, it's not. It's Sunday. (laughs) He gets super ticked off. Um, But unfortunately, Pete does not make it to work the next morning. Spoiler. Well, (laughs) the next morning, Simon, Sean gets up to go do his daily routine. Yeah. And he's, this is where the, I don't know, where reality meets. It's funny, but at the same time, it's kind of scary because- Sean is so wrapped up in his own world walking across the street to go to this convenience store that he doesn't notice the entire street is trashed. There's blood everywhere. There's blood. There's people running and screaming, but he even it, almost slips in the blood. Yeah. It, but it mirrors the very beginning of the movie where he was walking through and like people are on their morning jog. Mm-hmm. And now instead you hear, you see people running for their life and he doesn't even notice the dick kid kicking the ball. Oh, yeah. It's like a zombie kid yeah. now. Is now Fuck that ball. kid, man. Um, he doesn't notice the blood on the cooler that he gets his uh, ice cream out of, which... Is, which is funny, because he'd been drinking Coke through all the... through earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then he switches the diet. He made a change that morning. Oh, oh, he does get the drink first. He doesn't get the ice cream yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of ice cream is it, Megan? It's, this matters. I know. It's... Uh, the brand is Cornetto. That's yeah. That's what I always want to say. Cornado. I know that's not. I right. do too. I I've been gearing up for this, and all day, like I'm like Cornado, and I'm like, why am I thinking of Cornado? Yeah, but it's an ice cream brand in the UK called Cornetto, mm-hmm. and it's a strawberry Cornetto. And it's not just strawberry. This movie is the strawberry flavor. Yeah, but that's. Later, we'll talk about that later. Um, really quick, really quick. Sorry, mm-hmm. with the Cornetto, this is the first movie 
that goes into a trilogy. Yeah. Which the fans have dubbed. The Cornetto Trilogy. Right. The Three Flavors Cornetto. Yeah. Well, that's, I was going to touch on that later. I mean. You can. I'm not going to ruin it. No, later in the trip. Well, you, we already just said it. So but you it's can talk about the movies. I don't know if I wrote those down because I didn't want to spoil it. But anyway, yes, it's part of a trilogy. I, I mean, the movies don't actually, the storylines don't go together, but it's just the way that it's an unspoken trilogy. I don't know how to explain it, how it works. It's a fan trilogy, I guess. The way I understand it with the fans is it was Edgar Wright writing to <laughs> put the movies to the colors of Cornetto. Yeah. So red, blue, and green. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this one's a red one because obviously zombies and blood everywhere. Uh, strawberry. Um, But Sean ends up going back to his house after he gets his treat and doesn't the guy's not even there to take the money and he just slams it down and he's like here you go you know oh, me yeah and he said like he'll just get the change or something he like ended up taking the change himself i don't know the point is he sean has no idea he's not even noticing all the stuff around him that's just in peril and he wanted a newspaper too i remember that mm-hmm. he goes back to the apartment and that's when they find uh, Ed's checking out the backyard, well, the garden, if you will. Eating and, his Cornetto. And they find the two zombies in the backyard that they don't realize are, still don't realize are zombies. They think it's a, well, there's just the chick at first and they think she's drunk. And they start, <laughs> um, oh, they're like, oh, she wants to make out with you. And then they realize that she's trying to hurt them. Oh, yeah. And he pushes her back and she lands on that pipe. But when she stands up, she's got the hole in her stomach, and they're like, um, maybe Ed this even isn't got a camera. Just... Oh, yeah, he pulls out the camera to take a picture. Which is of her. also going to make you fold, too, because it's an old wine camera, like a mm-hmm. disposable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's finally, I think that is the moment for some. I can't believe it took that long, <laughs> but that's the moment when they're like, something's not right. Something's wrong. That freeze up is what makes that scene, too, when they realize that they're zombies. Yeah. Sean's like horrified and Ed's just like frozen face, still winding the camera. <laughs> but then the big dude shows up, the big zombie. Oh. Oh my God. So then they're the way they decide to get King rid of Kong these zombies Bundy. is start chucking records at, the, <laughs> at their heads. <laughs> yeah, they just try to find anything they can to throw at them. What they throw? The Batman soundtrack? Yeah, they. The best part of that is they're actually <laughs> like fingering through the records. Because uh, they wouldn't throw some of them. Because he's like, no, that's the first right. one I ever bought. <laughs> Sade, it's Liz's. Just chucks it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Blue that. Blue Monday. One. Nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> um, Dire Straits, throw it. <laughs> I, I can't remember all the ones that they threw. I just remember the Batman. Then they realized uh, the soundtrack. records aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they head inside. He tries to get a hold of Liz at this point because he's like, huh, maybe I should check on the rest of my family. And Liz, here's the thing. There is a, uh, the world is ending around them. And Liz wants to be petty and be like, we're broken up. Quit calling me. Like, <laughs> now is not the time. So this is where they come up with the plan, what they're going to do, which is kind of what the whole movie's based on. <laughs> <laughs> we're forgetting our, our favorite part of how they even leave the apartment, too. How? Well, well, we haven't got there yet. They're talking about their plan, what they're going to. 
oh, yeah. to do, right? Because they're going to get Liz, go get mom. Oh, because they call his mom and she's like, oh, well, Phil got in a fight or something with the neighbor and he yeah, was he kind of, bit. he got bit and they're like, oh my God, mom, no, don't go near him. <laughs> we'll be right there. So they said they got to pick up Liz, kill Phil, get mom, and then go to the Winchester <laughs> is the plan. Go to the point and have a cold one. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Uh, so then they pack it up and they go, but they want to take, <laughs> they want to take their, uh, other roommate's car, Pete's car. <laughs> so they're yelling up the stairs and they're like, well, Pete's not home. Let's go. Oh, I brick. <laughs> uh, but you find out Pete is home. Um, he was in the shower and a zombie. Oh, cause uh, he got, he said he got bit on the way home from work the day before. They just closed him in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. the, um, I really like when they're sitting down and Sean's drinking something. Mm-hmm. And the they, because throughout this whole movie, Nick Frost does not close doors. No, Ed. I guess not. I didn't notice, but yeah, because they're just sitting there, and then they're like, "You should shut all your doors and evac or evacuate." Mm-hmm. And then they just turn, and there's the zombies. <gasps> oh, that's right, <laughs> yeah, on the couch. Um, but they end up going to his mom's first. To pick up his mom, and they're fully expecting that they're going to have to kill his stepdad, Phil. They were betting on it. And Phil is still alive. <laughs> and Phil drives a Jag. Isn't yes, that Jag? he's got a Jaguar, because first they take Pete's car to get there, but then Ed doesn't want to drive the car anymore. He wants to drive the Jaguar. And so he purposefully wrecks Pete's car, so he's like, oops, now we have to take the Jag. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene with uh, Sean trying to talk to his mom, mm-hmm. he chased me with a bit of wood. Oh. And he's like, he's like, mom, there's something I haven't told you. Because he, he keeps trying oh. to do anything he can to get her to leave. Yes, he's trying to, because he doesn't like his stepdad. He hates that. He hates his stepdad. And he's, she doesn't want to leave him. And he's trying to tell her nicely they have to go because he's going to turn <laughs> into a zombie. And, oh, God. Phil threw his stuff out and he goes motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> no he tells him um phil he said phil touched me or something i lied that that didn't happen and she looked at him <laughs> and just puts her drink down like are you kidding me and he's like no i lied i'm sorry that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> we really got we have to go oh so against their better judgment they put phil in the car with them and they Who take just off looks like death Oh my Phil, god! He was gray. He was he was looking rough. What's the other seashore? There is a really touching moment in that car too. They haven't there picked really was. up Liz yet, had they? No, they got them all because they were crammed in the car. Okay, yeah, they get to Liz's. They have to deal with her stupid roommates, freaking David and Sean. Had to freaking like scale that building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her roommates are annoying. David is annoying. And that girl, I can't think of her name, what her character is. The go-along, get-along girl? Yeah. She just she desperate. Along. Diane. Diane, that's right. She desperate. And they end up getting them after some back and forth. They convince them to get in the car. But the the whole th- leading up to this, it, Sean keeps telling his mom, like, that's not my dad. That's not my dad. And then, like... <laughs> He's not my dad. I know. And then it gets really sad because Phil does 
die in the car after having this like really heartfelt one-on-one with sean one he was hard on him because he just wanted him to be a man and to grow up right yeah he wanted him to be a good guy and want to make the right choices and he's like i always loved you i always cared about you and sean's like starts crying and says he's um Oh, that's when he tells him to stop the car and something's wrong with Phil. And he says he's dead. Or he goes, uh, Mommy's gone. And she's like, No, he's not. He's right there. <laughs> or he says he's dead. And she's out. <laughs> he, he's like, For a second, it's actually really sad. He's it's touching. Like, yeah, he said, It's not my dad. And, but this time he means because he's turned into a zombie. And, um, but he said, Mom, Phil's dead. And she goes, no, he's not. He's right, he's right there. And they turn and he's awake <laughs> and he's trying to eat them. But he put the child locks on and the Jaguar so they can't get out of the car. Oh, and he turned the music off. Oh, that's right. They said there's nothing left to fill in there. And the music's it's not blaring. your husband anymore. <laughs> and he turns off the radio. Um, and they get to walking. Yes, then they have to, they're still trying to get to the Winchester, the, the pub. That is the end goal. And I don't know what they plan on doing after they get there, but they have to do this. Um, so Diane is like a theater major or whatever, and they have to figure out how to get through this whole city of zombies <laughs> to get to Winchester. And she's like, okay, we're all going to pretend to be zombies and we're going to walk through the crowd. So she's like, let's go one by one and let's, let's see your zombie. Yeah, they do like a mini acting class. And then they start freaking judging each other. <laughs> they do. Like Ed and, Ed and Sean get into it and they're like, because he's like, Ed, you're not even really trying. He's like, let's see you do it. <gasps> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I just love when she goes, Barbara, that is excellent. <laughs> and Barbara blinks and goes, oh, sorry, I was miles away, dear. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was miles away, dear. I say that all the time. I know you do. Um, I so- love when they're scaling the fence or <laughs> they start doing the like Sean's jumping in the fences and the last one just collapses over. That he does that in every movie of the trilogy. He jumps the fence. <laughs> they have, there's certain things that each one of the Coronado films have to have in it. Mm hmm. And that's one of them. Besides the ice cream showing up at some point. Uh, does it show up in the world then? It does. It does. Does it fence. show up? Yeah, it is in all three. Okay, yep. I had to think about it. Um, Talk about those flavors of them at the end. <laughs> so they had to, uh, they scale the fence, the ice cream. I feel like there's a couple other things. Oh, they got to get, they're walking and they go past the group. That's just. It's like their group, but like, like a uh, uh, like a Dollar great, Tree version, great value version yeah. of their group. Um, he ends up running to the chick that he he knew from like college or high school Who's or actually, something. Like the whole time, you kind of feel like she's like into him a little bit. Uh, you only see them interact for a minute. You still think it is? I still I don't think know. there was. I don't know. And then her boyfriend kind of reminds you of Sean. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh. What's it? Oh man, oh man's in that group. Walking. He is, yeah, that's right. From the world's end. Anyway, some middle, 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 and then they get to the Winchester, which Sean again is. You can see him changing throughout the movie because he actually shows an act of bravery by distracting the zombies so they can get inside the building. Because David has a backbone. stupid idea. Yeah, backbone know-how. Uh, he shows leadership. He mm-hmm. he really steps up. And then you have David, who also in the middle of this apocalypse is just mad because he's in love with Liz 
and yeah. can't get over the fact that she's Petty. with Sean or is in love with Sean. And he ends up breaking one of the windows and they're like, why would you do? And <laughs> like, he calls her Lizzie. Oh, I know. I God, he does such a good job of making me hate him. He really does. But they get inside and one of my favorite scenes is and what I think one of the more iconic scenes is in this. It has to happen with Ed because Ed has to do something stupid even during the zombie apocalypse. That's the thing that sucks is Ed really After doesn't just get the power working. Only until the up until the very end does he do something brave, I guess, or uh selfless. But right. throughout the whole movie, you don't see a lot of character development development in him. Um, they're trying to keep everything quiet and the lights down so the zombies don't get them, obviously. And he turns on the freaking pinball machine and it starts <laughs> playing the music and they're like, are you kidding? And I have to don't shut it down. Stop me now. Well, someone hits the breaker and that gets Oh, they're hitting the breakers on, right? in the back to the, to, the, well, to the beat of the music. To turn it on initially. So I think someone hits a breaker. But you find out that the bartender is still there. And now he's a zombie and starts it. <laughs> this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. They argue about that gun too. They about do. About being, being loaded, being real. The gun, he's talking about there's a gun on the wall that they talk about throughout the movie because they're <laughs> the at the Winchester, Winchester earlier. And they meant, they talk about the gun on the wall and it just being a prop and it's not real. But the bartender <laughs> pops up now that they're here later in the movie and starts with a, attacking them. With a yucky blonde like white bowl cut yeah he's an old flannel yeah somehow the uh jukebox gets turned on and starts playing well, queens don't stop me now <laughs> <laughs> and they're beating this zombie to the beat of the song and it's <laughs> and the two, hilarious and his mom and uh diana are rocking back and forth to the beat <laughs> i love when they start flicking the lights to the beat too and the zombies are just being it's like they're being signaled it's like a rave <laughs> it really was a rave of zombies <laughs> i was like he you can tell that he has like a a bodysuit or something on to protect oh, the him because they're beating him with like pool sticks to the beach <laughs> don't stop me now yeah. my queen. having a good time having, having a, a good, good time, time. it's a it's such a good movie i love that i love that scene unfortunately it gets dark pretty quick after oh they start throwing darts oh the darts and hits him right in the freaking head with a dart god that looks so painful (laughs) um do they take the gun off the wall now at this point yeah dogs can look up huh when he pulls the the dart out of his head mm-hmm. and they start talking about how dogs can look up. Oh, random. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't remember how, do they shoot him? Is that how they, I uh, no. they threw the man, they to the threw jukebox. him into the jukebox and that's when the music stops. That's right. But that's when it, it's funny for a minute and then it gets dark again. Cause then they realize yeah. they've attracted like every zombie in a mile radius. And they're like, Holy crap. Now we're screwed. Uh, and this is where David, stupid David. Oh, while all this is going on, Sean's mom. here we go. Another sad moment. You find out Barbara, while they were trying to walk to the Winchester, she ended up getting, ended up getting bit. Mm-hmm, helping and somebody. 
guess because she saw one of the neighbors or a person she knew and thought she'd stop and say hi and they were freaking zombies. But she tries to hide it and now it's, I mean, not that they could have saved her anyway, but. No. They don't find out till the end. She's kind of being selfless. This is where like the last nail in David's coffin. I hate him so much. Yeah, he was. Because he, he deserved what he got. Another really sad, touching moment between Sean and his mom. He just lost his stepdad, and now he just found out his mom's been bitten, and she ends up dying in his arms. And yeah, it's, it's super just... sad. Because what her last words were like, it has been a funny day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she dies. And it's really sad. And then all of a sudden, David, you hear because the gun he's. Click. Yeah, he's so wrapped up in his own stupid head that. He just hates Sean so much and that he has He Liz. hates the relationship that they yes. have, too. That the second his mom dies... Not your mom anymore. He clicks the gun. He's like, nope, we have to shoot her. We have to kill her. And everyone is telling David, like, you better put that freaking gun down. He went from being... Uh, I can't remember something to Charlton Heston. Because David was the one that didn't want to do anything with violence. Now he's going to be the one that shoots... Oh, yeah. David has been meek and hasn't done anything and cowered away through this whole time while Sean is saving the day. And now all of a sudden he wants to play big bad hero by shooting Sean's mom. I'm like, wow. Yeah. How cool. Stop pointing that gun at my mom. That's really that's so. Stop pointing that gun at Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even Ed was really like. He was protective of Sean, too. Yes. Sean and Barbara. He also made jokes that he was sleeping with Sean's mom throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, but David made me so mad with that. And everyone tells him to quit being stupid. And he's like, well, I'm just going to leave then. I'm going to walk out of here. And I'm like, bye, David. And then leave. She, that wasn't yet. Sean was like like crying and he shot his mom. Oh, that's she does reanimate. No one, no one else do it. And Sean had to put her down. And then and it was sad. David had to drop that stupid fucking line. What does he say? It had to be done. Oh, yeah. God, I just wanted so to... Sean just decked him. Yeah, I wanted to do it, too. But that's what David's like, fine, I'm just leaving. I'm going to leave. Yeah. I I'm said, not staying here. Yeah, bye. Don't Peace. care. That They should just let him go. But, of course, Diane has to, like, try to convince him to stay. And that she's like, I care about you, but I know you're in love with Liz. And I've learned to deal with that. And I'm like, that is a weak woman. I would never. Right. <laughs> God. And then David has that, like, moment of truth where he's like, oh, man. I've been treating this chick like garbage. Yeah. That. Well, he tries to play dumb when they're like, we know you're in love with Liz. He's like, oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's super obvious. Everyone yeah, it, can tell. <laughs> Quit it's, being stupid. It's blatant. I mean, yeah. he calls her Lizzie. I don't even feel bad, honestly, when not two seconds later, he gets ripped through a window and torn to shreds. <laughs> well, he tried to escape because Sean, Sean blasted him and he's like, I'm sorry, Sean. And then he gets dragged out the window after trying to leave. Yeah, but that still wasn't... I still didn't... Uh, then Diane, for some stupid-ass reason, won't just let him go. Yeah, she's done. That I'm telling you, weak woman. He's. You can see his insides being pulled out, and she... That was a really cool She pulls effect. his leg off trying to pull it back <laughs> into the building and then starts beating zombies with it to try to get to him. I was like, let her go. Shoot, she's weak, too. That's the moment you know, like, you got to get... You got to get out. 
So they try to get behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the three of them. And then in this whole, because now David's opened the doors and all the zombies are pouring mm-hmm. in. Unfortunately, right there at the freaking end, Ed gets bitten before they go under a trap door in the bar. This is after and leaving the bullets on the bar after they set the oh, bar on fire. And that's all the right. bullets start firing. So they've only got whatever's in the gun. I think it was two bullets. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got three people, two bullets and a gun, and one of them is bitten. And poor Ed, man. I know. This was his only redemption story is where he tells him to go ahead and he'll fend off the zombies. He tells yeah. him to to try to escape because they do at the last minute see like a, a lift to yeah, get them the out. Ba- into the uh, bar cellar. Yeah. And it goes out to the street. So Ed decides to... Hold the zombies off so they can run away because he's already a goner and he knows that. And yeah, he's smoking a cig a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Got the the gun. Um, they share one last bro moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because he farts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop doing it when you stop laughing. See more Brit talk. <laughs> um, Love it. Anyway, so Liz and Sean. Sean also drops a really cool line in that because hmm. they only have. Two bullets, they can't screw it up. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think I could shoot... My mom, my girlfriend, and my flatmate in the same day. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't have to because Ed tells them... They find a way out and Ed says he'll hold them off, which... They found the door lift button. Yeah. But when they get up to the street, it looks like that's the end for them. It seems like that's going to be it. But then all of a sudden these tanks come barreling in and who is it, but zombie relief squad, the girl from earlier, his friend that he recognized. (laughs) That's, we say that too all the time. Um, and then there's a little bit more afterward. You get to see how they learn to live. Like the army has come in. Well, whatever their armed forces comes in and takes care of the zombies or at least, Puts them at bay so people can go back to semi-regular life. So they've now learned how to live with the zombies. <laughs> and it ends with him like flipping through TV shows that are all based off of zombies. And it's funny because you had like a reality TV show. You had like the talk like show. The white trash. Um, like like a, Jerry Springer version. Yeah. Maury. Yep. <laughs> and then the game show is what got me when they were making like games with the zombies. Oh, my God. That was God. funny. Yeah. Oh, and they gave them jobs. They were cart pushers. They were somehow they've tamed the zombies. I don't know. But it ends with Sean going out into the garden, out to the shed where. Play some video games. To play video games with Ed, who somehow managed to make it and is now still living with them, kind of. He is a zombie. He didn't like survive that. And he's chained up, but they do play video games together. Yeah. So there's that. So you have the happy ending. Also with a Queen song. Oh, that's right. Um, You're my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a happy ending. It is. It's as happy as it can be, I guess. Um, and that's pretty much that. I mean, that is, that's the movie. That's that the was one. all she wrote. <laughs> that's uh, the highlights. The most of it, our favorite parts of it, if you will. Tale of Zelda's time. Mm-hmm. So now Such a good movie. we can probably hit you with some trivia, which we did touch on some of it throughout uh, the episode. I know we've talked about a couple of things, but I had some other stuff. Okay. I don't know if you have anything, but uh, I just want to talk about spaced. 
That okay. show apparently ran for a couple seasons in Britain, and it put Simon Pegg on the map. Mm-hmm. And it made Edgar Wright really popular with people that were wanting uh, original ideas for movies. Mm-hmm. And it made both of them uh, known really fast. Yep. And I did have that here in my notes about space, just that it that's how where this movie idea came from was from that. Uh, did you know that Sean's actual shirt uh, you got rid on you? Uh-huh. That shirt. They still have it. Oh, he kept it? Yeah. And apparently he turned it into the... It's in a museum now. That's cool. It's really cool. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to go down as one of the best zombie movies and comedies, maybe of all time. Probably. I mean, it's a good movie. It holds it's up. I still, I Even though it's almost 20 years old, it's still entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how it's part of the three flavors, Cornetto, Cornetto series trilogy. Mm-hmm. God, I want to say Cornetto. I don't mean to, but this one, Shaun of the Dead features the strawberry Cornetto, which represents the br- blood that's prevalent in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's what this one is. And it's also the first of the trilogy. Yeah. And then the second one is hot fuzz. Yes. Blue because... You think of cops, you think of blue. Mm-hmm. Well, and the whole movie kind of is filmed almost in that blue hue. Yeah. If you noticed. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And the third one is The World's End. I love The World's End. <laughs> that one's out there. That's a fun it's one. A sci-fi though. movie. Mm-hmm. That's why it's great. They all are, if you think about it. All sci-fi? Yeah. Well, maybe not Hot Fuzz. All out there. But they're all out there, I oh, would yeah. say. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, we talked about that. Um, in 2005, there was a four-issue miniseries based off Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, the comic book. Mm-hmm. They're a, like a prequel of events. Yeah, it said before that, though, Peg and Wright, who that's... Uh, Edgar Wright, the yes. writer. Yep. Before that, they had written a comic strip for the British comic magazine called 2000 AD. The strip was called There's Something About Mary. <laughs> Mary's the zombie, right? It takes place the day before the zombie outbreak and focuses on Mary, who becomes the first zombie that Ed and Sean encounter the next day. So she's the girl, the girl in the got garden. pushed onto the yeah. pole. That's funny that they brought, just took that little character and wrote that about her. Hey, if you've got a good idea, run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We talked about space. Uh, so when Simon Pegg first met Nick Frost... Uh, Nick was actually a waiter at the time and really? they, they hit it off and became best friends. It led to Simon helping get Nick a supporting role on Spaced, even though Nick had basically no acting experience. All he had done prior to that show was a couple of sketches for a British show. Shaun of the Dead is also his first film. That is really cool because mm-hmm. Nick Frost to me is a really good actor. Yeah, he did really well in that, but had next to no experience going into it and was a waiter of all things. Uh, The producer asked Mirren, uh, Helen Mirren, if she wanted to take on the role of Barbara. See, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And she declined, saying that she would rather play funnier characters. (laughs) Oh, wow. Helen Mirren would have been a really cool, like, addition. 
Yeah, but I think the woman who played Barbara, his mom, was so good. She She's, was wholesome. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Edgar Wright somehow managed to miss the entire foot and mouth disease outbreak in the United Kingdom in 2001. Uh, this was a real disease going around yeah. the UK. He didn't check in on the news for a couple of weeks, and this was before social media, so he was unaware of what had been happening. Yeah, and this movie's based out of a lot of things that had happened mm -hmm. really fast. Like, Yeah, ahead. it says one day he turned on the news and he was baffled at what he was seeing. That led him to consider the possibility of characters who didn't know the world was ending, hence Sean and Ed not realizing <laughs> a, a zombie invasion had happened. So that he actually did that hadn't that's like, could you imagine missing the COVID pandemic happening? And then a month in you find out that this just is ravaging the world. Right. Like you're just sitting down eating tea and someone comes in sick. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> you got to jump up. Oh, this is something that kind of surprised me, but it was, I don't know. It surprised me. It said a lot of comedy movies do feature improvis improvisation. Right. And Peg being one of the writers and the stars of the film, you would have thought there would have been a lot. But they said there actually was basically no improvising in the movie. The structure of the film was really specific and detailed, and a lot of dialogue was repeated. That didn't really leave room for playing around. Because they wanted to revisit those lines throughout the movie, Right. they did so, next to no improv. I can see that, because if you watch the movie, everybody's so on point with everything they're saying, and at what part. Mm -hmm. You can tell it's line for line. There's no improvisation. Because usually you can catch where someone's like trying not to laugh and stuff like that, even in movies. Yeah. And this movie comes out of like uh certain like everybody was in the post 911 uh like anxiety. Yeah. There's a lot of things that come from from that. Mm -hmm. Everywhere was scared at that time. Yeah. Uh let's we talked about how this is Shaun of the Dead's a reference to Dawn of the Dead. Right. There's also a shout out to 28 days later in the movie. Is there? I guess. I didn't say what it is, though. It just says there's. it's a shout-out to another British zombie movie. Additionally, on a more esoteric note, the restaurant Fulci's is a re reference to the Italian splatter film director Lucio yep. Fulci. Yep. I don't, I'm director not familiar. Oh. He's a great director. I, I'm actually a big fan of him. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Here we talked about the... Throwing the records. They said, uh, memorably, Sean and Ed ward off zombies by throwing some LPs at them. <laughs> they list many artists, but they could only get two artists to sign off, allowing their actual albums to be shown. Who were so, they? Uh, one was the British new wave band New Order. I said that. The other was the smooth operator herself. And how do you say it? Sade. Sade. Yeah. Those are the only two you actually see. That's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another big moment from the movie, Sean, Liz, and Ed are beating a zombie to the tune of Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. Uh, much like in Wayne's World and Bohemian Rhapsody, that was big for film. That was a, a big film for the Queen classic. And it said the song saw a significant increase in popularity in the wake of Shaun of the Dead being released. It's crazy how Queen has these resurgences through movies. Right? Like... I don't know what it is about their music that's really good for those types of scenes. They were just so unique. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they have a song that's not 
for like a certain moment in time that you could use it for. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, it it it's tailor made for Wayne's World. Yeah. Don't stop me now was was made for that scene. Mm-hmm. I just think Queen's music it does that. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, we just talked about Highlander. this. What? They were in Highlander. Oh. And uh, Flash Gordon. Flash. <laughs> Queen owns. Um. Anyway, so I we just talked about COVID pandemic, which I mean it's fitting for this movie i guess to be talking about it but right in the wake of the covid19 pandemic a lot of people return to the old characters to try to help the cause um even wayne knight brought newman back who's newman i don't know who wayne knight is anyway uh oh wayne knight from uh jurassic park newman he was newman on seinfeld oh see i wasn't big into seinfeld uh yeah I I wasn't a big fan of it either. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost also returned as Sean and Ed for The Plan. The name of it was called The Plan. It was a PSA video from March of 2020. I remember that. In it, Sean gives advice to Ed on how to stay safe during the pandemic. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. They had a really cool toy line. This That movie had a lot of cool things happen out of it. Mm -hmm. Like now, there's talk that there's a sequel coming. Edgar Wright wants it. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost both want it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name from earlier. Uh, Liz. Oh, yeah. She would even sign on to come back. Well, and if you haven't seen this movie, here's some um, people who are fans of it. Because it's not just, yes, it's become a cult classic, but there are actually some big names who are oh, fans of the movie, including uh, Quentin Tarantino. He called it one of... His 20 favorite films since 1992, which is a very Tarantino thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) Another fan is none other than Romero himself. Mm -hmm. In fact, Romero even gave Simon Pegg and Nick Frost roles in his movie Land of the Dead. Yeah. Is it was it Nick Frost or was it Edgar Wright? What it says, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Okay, I knew it had to be one of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Also, Shaun of the Dead, I've heard, is how they ended up in that weird alien movie. Oh, Paul? Yes. I never watched it. I remember seeing no, it. No, I, I remember like, the, <laughs> the preview for it, but I've heard a lot of people, like when I was looking things up on this, say that they were asked to be in that movie because of their chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's a, another... Sorry, I'm reading through my notes. I've got another note that says, Shaun of the Dead is a zombie movie. Duh. The tagline on the poster even read, a romantic comedy with zombies. (laughs) However, at one point, Shaun snaps at Ed for calling the undead people zombies. This is actually in line with a lot of what we think of as zombie movies. In Night of the Living Dead, Resident Evil, or 28 Days Later, the word zombie is never used to describe the monsters. Yeah. Um... With with that, I'm a big fan of how much stock went into them doing research and paying homage to other th- things about horror that they like. Mm-hmm. They really did their research, and George A. Romero caught a lot of it, too. Yeah. I got to see an interview with George A. Romero where he talked about how fun of a movie it was and how it could even be considered the 
best zombie movie ever made because they got the fucking comedy about it because all horror is based in comedy. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to poke fun at it somewhere. It's not even poking fun at it. It's the humor that leads to the scare. Mm -hmm. Like even in suspense, like you've, you've had those times where you're, you've been really scared about something. Then like, like nervous laughed about it afterward. Yeah, that's true. Mm hmm. Um, I just have a couple more things. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wright. What's his name? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I keep wanting to say Edward. Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg would talk about a sequel called From Dusk Till Sean. Uh, that would be awesome. But it, uh, it was usually a tongue-in-cheek thing. No sequel was going to be made. But the movie still got a little bit of life. If you've ever seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I have not, you can see a poster of uh, four from Dusk Till Sean in Times Square. That's pretty cool. But it never got made, and they don't. They said they didn't plan on making it. Um, They've all gotten back together. I, it's it's got to be happening because now it's it's picked up so much steam. I I do think I it's think just made. because of the recent pandemic is probably why it's gotten new life. Is my guess. Um, the last little note I have, because it was cute, is Sean's mom calls him by the pet name Pickle. Which is, <laughs> that? which That's is precious. yeah. This was borrowed from reality. It's what <laughs> Edgar Wright's mom used to call him as a kid. Apparently, she also taught at his school, which led to some awkwardness. <laughs> Man, Edgar Wright put a lot of himself into these movies. He did. I mean. Like the Cornetto thing. Uh-huh. That is solely because he, when he would get hung over, that was his hangover cure. That's why Ed uh, asked for a Cornetto after they'd been out drinking all night. Hmm. Weird. I mean, everyone's got their thing, I guess. Yeah. It. And then the jumping the fence thing is something from when he was little and he knocked a fence over. Uh-huh. There's just a lot of really cool stuff about these movies. I I love Hot Fuzz and I'm a giant fan of The World's End. Mm-hmm. Which we'll definitely cover down the road. Yeah. We're going to have to just because we love them so much. And I'm a big fan of Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Very just much. the whole trilogy in general. Something else, though, about Sean's the, the scene with Sean's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon Pegg was really wrapped up into that scene that he was imagining her as his real life mom. Uh-huh. And so was Nick Frost. So, like, when he starts crying, that is real. Oh, yeah. And Nick Frost started crying, too. Like, they had to even be, they had to get, they had to go off set. Oh. They did, they had a lot, of, I feel like the cast had good chemistry. And if you, if anyone out there really wants to experience the Cornetto trilogy, mm-hmm. definitely watch it because the way the characters switch it's really cool what Nick Frost and Simon Pegg do with the characters and how they make them interchangeable. I feel like there's three types of characters that can be played and both of them get a chance to play each one and in they're each great. movie. Mm-hmm. And they're great at doing it in each one of them. Yeah. And they can, I mean, they pull it off. I, like I don't, I wouldn't typecast them as like seeing him as Ed, Nick Frost as Ed. Mm-hmm. He does such a good job in The World's End as being the very straight-laced, stuck-up guy. Right. And which is what Simon Pegg is in Hot Fuzz. 
And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I can see them playing any of these characters. And it feels like Ed is Simon Pegg in... The World's End. Exactly. Yep. Simon Pegg is that no rules, carefree, selfish guy. I'm free. Do what I want any old time. But I think that about wraps up the movie so we can go straight into rating it now. Yes. All right. So the first thing we're going to rate it on is, uh, is this movie, can you rewind it? Would you rewatch it? I feel like this is a super easy answer for me. A scale of one to five, how, you know, would you say five being 100% rewatch all the time? This movie is so fun when you show it to new people that haven't seen it, Mm -hmm. it, it makes you excited. Mm -hmm. So, and I always try to push people into watching it that haven't watched it. Mm -hmm. And when they, they, I haven't had anybody say they haven't liked it yet. So I got, I I would put this at a, at a strong five. I give it a five just for myself. I can watch it anytime. It's, a movie to cheer me up. It's, I feel like it's the, one of the it movies I go to where I'm like, man, I don't know. I want to watch a movie, but I don't know what I want to watch. I feel like I always reach for those. Yeah. The Cornettos trilogy for some reason. And even when you want to watch a scary movie, it's like, you want to watch Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. It fits several different categories. Uh, the next thing we'll rate it on is its legacy and just, I guess the impact that it's left. Impact. Well, I mean, they put the movie into a museum. That can be said for a lot of different movies, though. Right. Truthfully, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, I said it was at the forefront of the zombie movement, but I feel like... It, it slowed is, down a lot. It is a, a cult type of movie. Like I right. feel like it does tend to be around the same types of people. Like It didn't really expand out too much. And not a lot of people played off of what Shaun of the Dead did, they went the more serious route where hi, zombies are killers and that's terrifying. <laughs> so plus we're going to make a have, scary movie. Right. And plus you have all this things that happen where that was 20 years ago. Yeah. And the last film from their series even came out almost 10 years ago. The world's end came out in like 2013. Oh, that, I guess that's true. So, and Honestly, Simon Pegg, really, he, you don't see him in a lot of stuff like you used to. Mm-hmm. So when you lose that, that that matters for longevity and stuff of a film. Well, and truthfully, this is all I really know him for, are the three movies. I, don't, I didn't really watch. He was in the new Star Trek movies. And I did see him in, like I said, the Doctor Who episode, but he doesn't really expand further than this series for me. So even though, I mean, I personally love the movie i've can watch it all the time i think it's great as far as its legacy goes i might give it a two i don't want to give it a two i'll give it a three i feel bad doing that i really do but i just feel like it didn't leave an impact in that sense for a horror fan it's it it's a four or five Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a community within itself. Well, that's why I said it's like the average fan. I get what you're saying. It's for a specific. It's, group I, I of still people. think it's a three. I think it's right in the middle. Mm. Like if it starts waning, it'll start happening in the next five years. 
Well, I also think, and this is so silly, that which people may feel differently now. I feel like people do like period piece shows and movies. Right. So like I'm really big into Outlander or uh, Bridgerton was really big. But I feel like people then may not have been into British comedy like that. Also, I don't know. I can't say that because you had British comedy shows that were really big. Like Benny Hill was huge. I don't even know what that is. He was, well, a first of his kind. He was, okay. That's where that comes from. And then you had, shit, I can't remember the name of the show. It was four friends that lived in an apartment building. And it was a show in the 80s. It was really big. I watched it at night. It's It had the guy that played Fred from Drop Dead Fred in it. Oh, I don't know. Very good show. I don't know. I just, I feel like it. Somebody tell me about it. The different cultures are, I think, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I think they're more embraced now than they would have been then 20 years ago. Just. Well, you're going to have. From a, what I see. You're going to have a time where people get nostalgic for stuff we've had it with really strong with the eighties and the nineties more recently, pretty soon you'll see where people want to ha- see something from the two thousands, mm-hmm. like 2001 to 2009 or 10. Yeah. So there will be that boom and it's a movie that's right there. Yeah. And it's, it's very big in that era, like the fashion, all that, the feel. Well, and that's, Leads us right into our last rating, which is the look of the movie, the the quality, the soundtrack, you know, overall what you would rate that on a one to five scale, taking into consideration that it is 20 years old. Right. The thing that's hard for me on this one. Um, I really liked the way the movie was shot. I, I liked the in your face. I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was good. Um, I just thought the the director's choices were really, I really liked them. Like yeah. I said, in the very beginning, how it shows everyone going to work already looking like zombies. It had great visuals. Like even Sean looking over to see the Winchester, but all you see is the sea of uh, zombies. Yeah. I don't know. I give it, I would give it a, a four, I think. Overall, I, think I liked all of it. But it is dated, and it will continue to get older and more dated. And yeah. So I can't give it a solid five. No. I agree, though. I think I think a four is fair. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I gave it a five, a three, and a four. So that averages out to a four. See, I think I end up with a three, which makes me sad because I gave it that two. But I stand by that. So you gave it a five, a two, and a four. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it a three because I told you I don't do math and I refuse to start now. <laughs> it's probably 3.33 or something. Um, <laughs> I'm going with a three, but even though I love this movie so much, like I'm kind of bummed that that's what I'm ending with, but I, I still 100% recommend the movie. Oh, it's a big one. I, I love this movie. Yeah. Just because it didn't leave an impact. It's like a slow, slowly, slowly gaining like fans. It, it it really is. It It's a movie that you can always put on. I, re- I love the movie. All my friends love the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you talk about it in groups or anything on 
any kind of social media. People really love to talk about it. Yeah. You also have, oh, I can't forget. We talked about the three flavors, Cornetto. Yeah. Red, strawberry, blue, Classico. And that's what it's called, Classico. Oh. And green is mint. Gross. <laughs> I don't like mint ice cream, I think. Mint is for brushing your teeth. That's my theory. That's I, how I feel about that. I would have chosen strawberry 10 times out of 10. I would have to. Yeah. That's well, good to know. <laughs> that, I think about wraps that up, Meg. That does. That's the end of Shaun of the Dead. I'm going to be saying that all night now. No, I want to watch it again. I know we just know. watched it, but I want to watch it again. Oh, I prick. I, it's, it's so quotable. It doesn't get old. It's nope. good stuff. It's a great movie. But yeah, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. And next week. Ooh, what do we? Ha- oh, we got. I know you're excited. For oh, next my gosh. Week. Yes. <laughs> we won't spoil it yet. No. Actually, we'll hit you here. With a new, a little spoiler for next week's episode, and see if you can figure out what we'll be covering then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. And week. Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. Well, to be fair, Eugene dropped that Twinkie in the water. He didn't mean to. Okay. Well, but we've all been there, and if we've been. If it would have been during the hostess drought <laughs> that happened, which if any of you remember that, it was a really rough time on America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this time where hostess went away. I'm getting teary. I think about it. <laughs> <Stop>. <sighs> and then they came back with a vengeance. America was not having it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and then they brought it back and America was back. <laughs> We never felt more united than no. in that moment. Me and David Letterman, we were both just standing proud. <laughs> just ho-hos in the hand. Just something about a country coming together for... Know, for some chocodiles. <laughs> for a dessert. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.